Welcome aboard Sprout One. I'm your host, Dave Algio, Chief Sprout Sweater. Buckle up and enjoy this short journey into our inner world where metaphor, meaning and mind collide like a bunch of colliding things out in space. This is episode two of the Sprout Sweater, scheduled for destruction. Okay, I mentioned in episode zero, but now I need to nail my colours to the mast. I'm a nerd, a geek in so many ways, but in particular, I have a love of the sci-fi, books, movies, and even the music. I love the science of space, galaxies, and the cosmos. I don't understand it, but nevertheless, I love it. It blows me mind. The sci-fact and the sci-fi adventures I've immersed myself in over the years have proved a wonderful blend of awe, escapism, relaxation, learning, and creative stimulation. I first watched The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when I was a kid, and it was a television adaptation of the late great Douglas Adams' book of the same title. I was hooked from the start, from those initial scenes where Arthur Dent, that hapless, hopeless human, lies in front of that bulldozer, which was sent to knock down his house to make way for a new bypass, just got me. The events unfold then as Dent meets up with his friend Ford Prefect, who it turns out to be from another planet, and urges Dent to leave Earth before it's scheduled for demolition to make way for a hyperspace expressway. I could go on, but the point is not the book. Back to the title, Scheduled for Destruction. Just like Arthur Dent realising that not just his precious house, but his planet had been scheduled for destruction for some time, I had a very disturbing awakening to that fact in my own life in my early 30s. Having bimbled through life, not really knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up, and still working on that one to be honest, I found myself looking into the mirror one morning while shaving. Yep, that, that, that old cliche. <laughs> Maybe that's why it features so often in films. But anyway, I, I, I did that most days, shaving and using the mirror. But on this particular morning, I looked at the once bright green eyes, and they looked now dull and empty, staring back at me. And a question formed in my mind. Is this it? Let me back up. This hadn't come out of the blue. I'd been increasingly feeling restless and wondering whether my choice to become a police officer had been the right one. I'd enjoyed the job, but now faced a career in which I could continue to do what I was doing, police sergeant in various uniform roles, or specialise, traffic or CID, or go for promotion. None of those options excited me, and in fact the thought of those options turned my blood cold. I felt like I was missing out on something. What? I'd, I didn't know, but over the preceding months, I had stuffed down that feeling, telling myself not to be so stupid or selfish and to man up and just deal with it. I had responsibilities and commitments after all. But now as I stared at that washed out face looking back, hair receding and thinning, yep, I did have hair once, I felt trapped by life, by work, and faced the prospect of seeing out my time, heading toward my own scheduled destruction date. Okay, dramatic term to use, I know, but it felt that way. I hoped I had years left, obviously, but I knew that the years ahead were rapidly being caught up by the years behind me. I had no idea of my DOD, the date of destruction, but the sense that I was not on a path that meant something was growing. I'm not decrying the career that I was in, I, was pr I am proud to have served, but I've come to realise that we're all different. We all have so many different qualities, skills and interests, and in that, because of that, we could be doing honourable work, whatever that work is, but nevertheless feel like it isn't satiating that deeper hunger, that, that something down in our soul. I was unhappy. 
not because I was depressed per se. I frequently felt anxious. Uh, it used to manifest itself as a clamp down the left side of my face and neck that I now realize arose from that negative inner voice I spoke about in last week's podcast. This went deeper. A desire. Uh, not just like a fleeting desire fanned by the passion of a moment, but a deeper yearning to be more. Not in the sense of career, status or money, but in the sense of knowing. And knowing that there was more, that I could be more, do more, change. Is this it? In the months and years that followed that morning in front of the mirror, I continued to bimble, but gradually found my feet moving towards the path that I'm on now. It wasn't some amazing remote to Damascus epiphany leading to some dramatic instant shift, but it was a deeply disorienting experience. One which sticks with me to this day. One which, for me, acts like a bookmark or a turned corner of a page in the biography of my life. A place I can return to and see where the plot of my whole life starts to unravel. And amidst that chaotic, sometimes painful, sometimes exhilarating years that followed, a new narrative for my life unfolded. Some might call it a midlife crisis. Some might call it an awakening. Some may just say it's the kind of shit that we experience and we need to wind our necks in, as my Irish cousins would say, and just get back to work. But here's the thing. The very fact that we have labels for it, or a rebuttal in the form of such phrases like wind your neck in, tells us something. It tells us it's not uncommon. And at the time, I may have felt I was the only one and what was wrong with me, um, something I will be expanding on, on future episodes, actually, particularly in the next episode, Midlife Crisis Mismanagement. But clearly, I wasn't on my own. I've, I've since had innumerable and wonderful conversations with others that have led me to realise this is, dare I say, even a rite of passage for us as human beings. Perhaps we spend our earlier years absorbing and adapting to the world around us. Necessary, but as we develop our sense of identity, personally and professionally, how much of that identity is formed from within? Or as I feel so many of us discover at some point in our life, it's formed predominantly on the basis of those more external factors, leading us to mould and adapt ourselves and our drives, our qualities and inner spirit to the external. It's not as if we had any clear sense of who we really are in the first place. We're thrust into life and it's one octane fuel learning experience from after another. And you know, it's all about how to get attention, food, to move about, to get more effective at it, to make sense of the world and those strange big things. I think people, I think they're called. If you think about it, it's a full-time job simply navigating life and getting through, isn't it? And I guess no wonder we develop a sense of who we are on that rather rocky ground, that of the world around us, the pre people and the pressures that exist and the drive to make our way in the world. But is this it? Born with some unknown date of destruction ahead, doomed to simply bimble through life at the mercy of random events and interactions, a bit like a coin being dropped into those coin-pushing games at the arcade. We didn't get to choose the slot we were dropped into, did we? And now all we have is the, the ability to bounce off the pins and reach the bottom, hopefully in a place where there is a chance we might accrue something decent in the way of more pennies, which is the metaphor for more friends, family, money, status, accolades, whatever. Okay, I'm laying it on a bit thick, but... There is, for many of us, a sense of pointlessness in just playing our part to get by. And that's where I came to realise that the question, is this it, is so much more than an inconvenient feeling that needs to be just stuffed back down. It's a shout from deep inside. Wake up. It's a call to adventure. 
once we realise that we may lose or have lost our sense of self in all this day-to-day living and getting through, making a name for ourselves, building a life or whatever we want to call it, once we get over that sense of losing ourselves, we can then get on with the business of finding ourselves, our true self, one formed from within, one in which we shine a light on all those scripts and stories we automatically play in order to live and ask, is this it? Is this me? Is there more to this particular story? Or more than this particular story? And that is where the adventure can begin. I'm not talking about some wild nail-biting thriller type adventure in which you ditch everything you know or have or love. But nevertheless, we can embrace this spirit of adventure and see this as a lifelong expedition. As the character Andy Dufresne says in one of my all-time favourite movies, The Shawshank Redemption, get busy living or get busy dying. There's no need to dwell on it, but accepting that as a reality, whilst jarring or disturbing for each and every one of us, is the greatest opportunity we have to get busy living. The good news is it's not like those poor contestants lining up to be a star on X Factor. You know, the ones who always say it's their last chance, their their last chance saloon, their one opportunity, their final shot. Rubbish. Each and every moment is a call to adventure. It's a call to live, whatever and wherever you are. You don't need to win X Factor or get that promotion, win the lottery or lose weight. Right here, right now, you can tune in and drop out. Tune in to the stories that we allow to pilot us automatically through life and drop out of automatic. Choose to be present. Choose to experience. Choose differently. Choose the same, but see it differently. Notice things. Dream big and take small but consistent steps towards it. Time continues on, but one thing's for sure. Absently passing it by will lead to it flying by. Choosing to be present to the moments and the experiences slows it down. Okay, not in reality, but in our perception. And isn't that what counts? But how? How do I do this? (laughs) Step by step, sprout by sprout. By first acknowledging that you may well have had that question in any one of its variations surface within you. Is this it? Is this what I've worked so hard for? There's got to be more, hasn't there? Am I bad, selfish, pathetic to want something more? And then by not simply dismissing it, hold it up to the light, reflect on it, explore it, talk to somebody about it, a trusted friend perhaps, By exposing it to the light, you give yourself an opportunity to assess it. Is it a reflection of a bad day, week or month? Fair enough. That doesn't necessarily mean there will be nothing to do. Perhaps there is a conversation to be had or an action to be taken. Or is it a reflection of something deeper? That quiet voice becoming more insistent that something needs to change. A little more scary, perhaps. Absolutely. But by acknowledging it, you are taking the onus. You are exerting the choice and therefore retaining control over how you respond. The temptation may be to push it back down and pretend it was never there, but that risks it coming back stronger and revealing itself in ways that are more disruptive, knee destructive. Cue the midlife crisis management. But let's leave that for the next episode. For now, it is enough to recognize whether the question, is this it? is a thing for you. How does it show up? What question is it asking? To what new stories is it calling you? It may be calling you to take stock. Where are you now? How does that compare with previously held dreams and goals? It may or may not have been something specific like I want to be a brain surgeon. I actually wanted to be a brain surgeon as a kid. There's no chance of that since I've got a bit of a benign central tremor. But anyway, I guess I've taken up a form of different form of brain surgery, haven't I? No? perhaps not but anyway take some time to think back what were those dreams and if you struggle with that i wonder if you might find some telltale signs in the books films or tv programs you loved in the games you played or the hobbies you pursued 
What was it about them? Was it a sense of adventure, curiosity, exploration, learning, camaraderie, love, heroism, healing? We can often find clues in those fascinations and passions. Perhaps they may provide an inkling of the new stories awaiting us. Who knows? But one thing is for sure. The simple is this it question, and the equally simple answer no may well belie a far more exciting, rich and compelling answer. The question is, will you go there? Will you inquire within to see what stories are awaiting you? I hope you've enjoyed your flight aboard Sprout One. For show notes and information on how to get the podcast feed direct to your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favourite podcast feed, visit SproutSweater.com. And touchdowns.